Hello everybody, welcome to Reaction Shots for September. In the year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. 2018. Give me the blood. Give me the blood, Lord. Um... Huber's got a splitting headache, and we've just been screaming, Give me the blood, Lord, for the last few minutes. I don't don't know. It's usually what I do when I have a headache. Scream louder. Yeah. I've abandoned my boy! (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so we've got an interesting episode this week. Month? Year? Month? It's about detectives. Yeah, it is. Private eyes. P.I.s. And police detectives also. Yes. Not, Not... Pu- public detectives, pub- yeah. public eyes. Anyone detecting? Anyone detecting anything? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had one comment that the conversation doesn't count as a detective movie, and while I suppose you're technically right, he's not a detective. He does some detecting. Okay. So right? Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies, actually. Dude. I right. really love the conversation. Yeah. It's a Coppola movie between Godfather one and two, I think, mm-hmm. or two and three, one and two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but before we jump into that kind of stuff, Huber, have you seen anything recently that you have liked? I saw something I didn't like. Tell me about the it. The Nun. Ah. Skip it. Skip it? Skip. What's wrong with it? It's just boring. Um, it wasn't scary. And normally you're, normally you're the kind of person who kind of gives a lot of stuff in this kind of genre genre benefit. A, a benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. like especially if it's literally a part of the conjuring yeah. cinematic universe yeah, yeah. you I, usually give it a pass. i allow myself to be scared mm-hmm. and uh yeah this one didn't really do it for me there were a couple cool shots sure um you know really dark tone the beginning was pretty pretty heavy mm-hmm. um and then the end had a had a really good moment of gore, mm. but other than that, it just it didn't hit. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Really poor character choices. Uh. Too many shots of the nun. <laughs> way too many. Yeah. Filming the nun in every possible way you can, like every angle, like shadowy thing like in the window in the rafters in the ground it's just like so they're way. just they're trying to do a pt it was yeah it was too much they're like get her in every different ang- part of the house yeah or whatever it's too much did you ever see darkness falls like one hundred years yeah i saw yeah. it in the theater like a hundred years ago and i was like i remember being t- it's probably not a good movie but i was i remember being very scared for the first half and then they showed the monster yeah was just like some floaty lady with like yeah. a dress on or whatever, and then I wasn't scared anymore. That's how I was with the Babadook. Everyone loved the Babadook. Oh, and then they show Babadook, and I'm like, eh. but and then you lo- it lost yeah. you. Yeah, it's still a good movie, but yeah, I heard good things about the Babadook. Babadook's good, but I was expecting something different. I guess I'm know. I'm currently trying to like build up confidence and courage to see the new It and to watch Hereditary. Both ten out of tens. Yeah, I knew best. that you liked them both. Yeah, yeah, and I. Uh, <laughs> They're coming out on video or whatever soon, I think. Well, it's already out. Yeah. I think Hereditary might be out already. I, don't I think know. it like just came out. Or yeah, just coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I could maybe do these in my house. Oh, I'm <laughs> maybe. So, I'm so intrigued to know what you think about Hereditary. I'm curious too. Is it by the witch guy? It is, right? I think. I don't know. I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I forget. Um, I just heard. I've heard them mentioned in the same breath a lot. But I think maybe the same studio. Like okay. Production. Okay. 
we should know this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I uh, I knew it when it came out, but now Me I too. forget. Um, the moment is past. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like the nun humor. Yeah, I know. It was all I time. know you were looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy, you know, the momentum of a franchise, the biggest opening mm. for a Conjuring movie yet. Oh, really? You know? So it's pretty wild. Do you think it'll tank the opening for the next one? I think so, yeah. The 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 stock will go down. Mm-hmm. So. At Comic-Con, they did have a swarm of freaky faceless nuns wandering the streets of San Diego, though. That's freaky. I saw that. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you've seen that you liked or disliked? Um, I started Iron Fist. I watched the first two episodes. It's finally season only one ten. or season two. Season two. Okay. Only ten episodes. They finally did it, man. Netflix. <laughs> what do they used to be? Thirteen. They should be eight. They should be eight. But this is a start. Like uh, every single one of those Marvels, even the ones yeah. I liked, I'm yeah. like, this is a good five episodes too long. Defenders is eight, and it's still too long. Yeah. Six. Give, make them six. Uh, a tight six. I watch. I watched the first two though, and I I like it so far. Okay. Um, I heard that Iron Fist 1 was legendarily terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay. 2, though, is, is good so far. Good okay. fighting, good combat. Well, that's what I'm there for. I mean, that's what you hope for in a yeah. martial arts. Yeah. Speaking of which, I always meant to go back and finish... Um, oh, what is it called? The the one where guns don't exist, the martial arts. Into the Badlands. Into the Badlands. I watched the first yes. like half of season 1 and really liked it, and yeah. then it fell off for some reason. Oh, it's so good. Season 3 just ended oh like a month ago oh so i gotta hop on it's good hop it's on good. board yeah some really cool characters and costume design in that the widow dude yeah i know i know the best i know, <laughs> I know. you gotta watch the patriot i know every month with this i know oh, every month every month huber and i need to issue an apology what did we do an official apology Uh-oh. last month last month we said before this month yeah do you remember what we, we said we watch. would watch Hudson Hawk. That's right. <laughs> Did not and to my Hudson knowledge, Hawk. neither of us has had a no. chance. Um, so we're sorry. Yeah. To you, the viewers, the S- listeners. Need to watch it still. It's still on the list. It's still on the list. <laughs> we, we will not forsake you. Yeah. If we ever have time and don't have headaches, we should watch it and do a commentary. Commenta- like a, a reaction. A blind commentary. Yeah, blind commentary. Dude, I'm down for that. That'd be pretty funny. Um... <laughs> Probably would ruin our our viewing experience. But it's still really fun. Yeah. Seems like the movie, uh, kind of movie though. though yeah, it'd be okay. that would be, be also there. Uh, that's kind of a successful budding little business on YouTube. People doing like blind commentaries and and commentary tracks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like uh, the Woody Show on the radio. It's a radio show in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Uh, they do millennial movie reviews oh. as a little bit. It's actually pretty funny. Uh-huh. They had like one of their interns. Do um, I forget I forget the movie now. Damn it! But anyway, they do millennial movie reviews for like classic movies, like Terminator. You know, Was Terminator it? Two. Oh, classic movie. Okay, like but. our generation of sure, movies. Sure, sure. But you know, asking younger kids a to Gen just Z review or... them. Yeah. It, 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 there's funny a funny. Idea. Well, yeah, it's a good idea. There's a funny thing happening right now where Gen Z, the one after us, is being we con- X. We're no X is the one before us. Okay. We're we're millennials. Why? Or why? We're well, yeah, and millennials. Okay, it's all the same thing. Got it. Um, but I see a lot of people conflating Gen Z with millennials. Mm-hmm. Millennials own houses and have kids now. Like we're millennials. I don't I'm know a, I'm like an exennial. I've heard that term. Like on you the, go either the way. older side of millennials. I like that. I was born in '85. I'm so jealous. I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm like, anyway, whatever. Who cares? Uh, all of us pretend. Uh, anything else? No. That. 
is it. All right. Oh, and then I finished Sharp Objects. But You're right. Yeah. I, I also finished Sharp Objects. What did you think of it? Loved it. Yeah? Loved it. I was trying to talk about it with you yesterday, and you were like, like standoffish. Stand- I was? I was like, hey, should we do a spoiler mode about it? And you like ignored me. I said, I think I said yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear you say yes. Yeah, I definitely said yes. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm down. All right. I'm always down. Okay. Someone ropes me in for a spoiler mode that I've seen. <laughs> Count me in. He roped me into this. Um, well, Did okay. you watch the like mid-credits yes. stuff? It was weird. At the end of the last episode? It was weird to like end it on a, like, a huh? They and then, uh, like show it. Did you watch the? Did you watch the like after the episode? No. We're getting dangerously close to spoiler territory, but like yeah, maybe the maybe very put, after credits. Maybe put a spoiler warning, like right well, there. the after credits, the like making of that HBO does, the behind the scenes. They talked about their decision why they did that. Okay. Um. Interesting. Anyway, sharp objects roll good. We'll do a spoiler mode. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I also saw sharp objects. That was going to be the first thing I talked about, but we'll talk about it ad nauseum later. I saw the movie Searching. Nice. Did you, you get a chance this. to see no. it? Uh, searching was very good. I uh, intentionally, I usually try to go into stuff without knowing as knowing as little as possible. I didn't watch yeah. a trailer or anything, um, but it's one of those movies like Unfriended or Unfriended Dark Web or one of those where the whole movie takes place on computer screens. So rad. But this one's not scary. I mean, it's scary, but in a different way. It's like a thriller, and uh, there's a, a police detective in it, and then John Cho's character. Um, is a dad uh, of this missing girl, but he acts sort of as a detective too, like looking through her yeah. social media and tries to figure out who his daughter is. You know, um, it's very well done. It's surprisingly good and really emotional. I think you would love like it. Insane. You would love it. It's so good. Dang, it's so good. Yeah, I love John Cho. He's great. It's amazing. He's great in it. And yeah, it's just. Oh, I don't. I can't. There are so many things I want to say about it, but I don't want to influence yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Just see searching, everyone. Should if have you, saw if it you can get a chance. Damn none. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm upset. Last night, here's another one that you would like. Uh, Perfect Blue. I went and saw the the anime film Perfect Blue. Every they showed it again. Ben was saying this too. Every time I every time someone says Perfect Blue, I think of Blue Crush. Blue, someone else was saying deep blue sea that I thought I was talking about. And they were like, what, the sharks? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all. There's some tetra fish in it, but otherwise, no. Um, I heard it's real dark. It's pretty dark. It's basically like a scathing indictment of Japanese idol culture, but I think you could very, very easily kind of just extend it to fandom and, and starhood Whoa. at large um yeah. and how the system kind of like chews you up and spits you out but especially of the japanese pop idol kind of uh, situation it's Whoa. so good and i i owned it on it's one of the many anime dvds i bought from suncoast video in maplewood minnesota so it's older when movie. i was a child yeah oh yeah yeah okay i thought it was a new release no no uh it's it just came out i don't know if it was like a 10 20 year man oh, wow. when did that movie come out yeah i never even uh, it's just replaying in the theaters, right? That's why. it was a fathom events. It was G Got Kids, it. who yeah. we actually have a deal with. Exactly. We gave out some yeah. uh, tickets to Perfect That's Blue. Right. Actually, if you're ever interested in that, check out our live streams on Tuesday nights. Uh, oftentimes, we have uh, deals with G Kids. Our logo is supposed to be in front of it. I missed it. I didn't see it, but uh, Ben went and saw it, and he saw our logo. On Dude, the 1997. Whoa. Uh, right. Uh, it's very, very good. 97. 97. What a messed up year for movies. I feel like Requiem for a Dream came out like somewhere 
in, in the mid nineties. Top ten movies you never need to see again. Yeah, yes, that's got to be number one. It's up there. Have we ever done that? <laughs> no. Well, we did that episode about this movie. Movies that wrecked us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, check that episode out. But yeah, Perfect Blue is basically Requiem for a Dream meets Black Swan. Black Swan actually okay. uh, uses shots directly from Perfect Blue. Like when she's in the tub and it's the top-down shot and then yeah. it's the side shot of her screaming underwater. Did that's he, from Perfect Blue. Did they admit that? Did I mean, they, it's an homage. I think it's okay. like intentional. Like, it's overt. Okay. So it, like, it would be so brazen theft. If, familiar with yeah. okay. <laughs> if, if it's not an homage, <laughs> it was brazen theft. <laughs> but I imagine it was an homage. Um, also, I've... Caught the first few episodes of this season of Venture Bros. It just feels like a warm blanket that showed me in back. It like nice. takes me back to college years. That's cozy. Did you see Black Klansman? No. Hubie. I saw the nun, dude. You <laughs> gotta stop saying? seeing the nun. <laughs> Quit seeing the nun over and over again and see these other movies. <laughs> well, Black Klansman is really good. Also a detective movie. Yeah. Uh very intense. Has I can't we I won't mention it, but the end was very real. Whoa. Very intense. I bet. Super good movie. Yeah. Check it out. I think you'd really dig it's it. It's a must watch. For oh, me, absolutely. Definitely. And um, you know it's going to be nominated for Oscars. And- well, I certainly hope so. It, it's very good. Um, anyway. There was actually, yeah. Um, I just haven't been watching The Nun. There was something else I saw, but it was like <gasps> over a month ago now. I forgot what about was it. it. Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. How was that? So good. Yeah. Delightful film. <laughs> Great cast. Great leads. Uh, Aquafina, I had never really heard of her. I've heard the name, but I can't She's picture her right now. Hilarious, really. Um, and just like really well shot in Singapore. They're like doing all these cool shots, you know, because they cool. go there, and it was really, really good. I heard what I heard uh, uh, was that it's uh, a really good ro- like if you like rom coms, mm-hmm. it stands in there with like the to, good rom coms. Yeah, it was funny, but it's definitely. Definite dramedy uh-huh. territory. Okay, you know, so nice. It was yeah. It was, it was really. It's one of those movies you just while you're watching it, when you're done watching it, you're just like, that was good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I love that feeling. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, on to this month's topic, which is detectives. Nice. We're gonna do that thing again since it's just you and I. We don't have a guest today or a third person. So the third person, the guest, is you, the viewers. Yes. Um, sometimes we like to do episodes like this, um, where I lean a little heavier on comments. I like it. We hear from everyone. Yeah. It feels like we're all like sitting down in a, in a circle and just, I like it. And we got a lot of really cool comments this month. Um, you're definitely going to hear a lot of, a lot from, uh, Tokyo Slim. He had good answers for just about everything. So (laughs) we're going to get him in there quite a few times. But, um, yeah, so let's talk about detectives. This is a fra- favorite genre of mm-hmm. ours, yeah. of yours and of mine. Definitely. Um, definitely some of my favorites. I want to hear yours in a sec mm-hmm. if I miss any of yours. Uh, but some of my favorites include Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, of course. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Searching, Black Klansman. I threw those in there. Uh, Chinatown, Brick, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Rear Window, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Big Lebowski, Out of the Past, Vertigo, Memento, Mulholland Drive, Seven, Silence of the Lambs, LA Confidential, Zodiac, and The Conversation. And I cannot believe I forgot to mention Fargo Fargo. in that list uh, because I love that movie with all my heart. And huge omission. Offensive. Uh Uh-huh. All the Batmans. All of them. Yeah. The world's greatest detective, Ian. Come on. Hey, you have a lot of people <laughs> agreeing with you in the comments, let me tell you. Batman came up. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it did. 
I, I yeah, I love a good Batman. I've always wanted. I want one of these hardcore, and someone else said this too, but I want one of these hardcore blockbuster Batmans to take after more of the more detective-y comic totally. versions of Batman. Totally. They, he leaned in on it on Dark Knight, I feel like. Dark Knight, sure. we get more like detective. Yeah, and he uses the, the surveillance with the yeah. cell phones and uh, what's his name? Um, but I know what you're saying. Fox or whatever is like, this is not okay. <laughs> it's <just laughs> like, this here. is not good. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Blade Runner first. Oh, yeah. Which is funny, because technically he's more like a hitman detective combo thing. Yeah. But, yeah. He's a detective, too. One of my favorite things about Deckard is his pistol. Yeah. Sick detective weapon. Yeah, classic. Like, futuristic revolver, you know? I feel like... Oh, I said I like Confidential. Yeah. I feel like... There are two staple, uh, two staple detective weapons, and of course it's a pistol. Yeah. And then for the for the end of the movie, like Guy Pierce, you bust out a shotgun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like in a like trunk of a car. Yeah, yeah. You just pull out, a- and then of course like the Tommy gun. But the yeah. bad guys usually use the Tommy That's gun. That's true. The detective, the pistol is a- it's a precision hero weapon. Hero weapon. Yeah. yeah you're shooting. You're not spraying and praying. You're shooting yeah. only the thing that needs to be shot. Yep. Like Deus Ex, I basically RP as like Deckard replicant hunter. Sure, sure. Like, revolver only. Revolver playthrough. only. Yeah. I actually, uh, but I tell you though, something I like more than than a detective with a pistol is a detective with nothing. No weapons. No weapons. Because he's not getting at his a hands disadvantage. Dirty. Not getting his hands dirty or can't. Some mm-hmm. we we'll talk about this too. Uh, a favorite trope uh, coming up. We'll talk about this more, but. Uh, being out of your element, out of your depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, like in Brick, Brick is one of my faves. But like the whole time, he's just getting the the crap kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. I love that detectives who take a beating. Yeah. Throughout the movie, like John Getty's, just like getting his nose almost cut off, and he's like, "I like my nose. I like breathing <laughs> through it." Um, it's a whole other sticky wicket. Chinatown is one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. but it was directed by Roman Polanski, who definitely has a sordid past. Yes. And I definitely think that uh, he is guilty of all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say, like, quickly, briefly, like, it's not uh, intended as as a um, acceptance of that behavior or anything like yeah. that. But uh, we're talking about detective movies, and yeah. Chinatown is one of the classics, so it would feel weird to omit it. Totally. Um, but it also just feels weird not to mention that. Definitely. Um, definitely. But yeah, definitely uh, that's there. Also, Blade Runner One is like Blade Runner pretty, One, pretty yeah. pretty problematic, <laughs> pretty rapey. Oh yeah. Um, but Blade Runner One, yeah. I mean, besides that, my read here. I want to get your opinion on this. My read on both Blade Runner movies mm-hmm. is, I mean, a Deckard is not the good guy of the first movie. Like the replicants kind of are. They're just trying to live. Trying to live in peace. Sure, they do a Kinda, bunch of bad stuff, yeah. but like everyone's bad. If everybody's bad, you know the baseline shifts. Uh, and then Blade Runner twenty forty nine is almost about kind of not men specifically, but people feeling pointless in a in a world beyond their control. And I think that's a theme that comes up a lot in detective films, especially is because you're trying to piece together something that you don't you don't have the answers you. 
don't don't shouldn't oftentimes you shouldn't know the answers mm-hmm. and you're just trying to piece it together and i think blade runner 2049 exemplifies this kind of modality or this kind of idea where yeah you're way out of your element you shouldn't be investigating these things you aren't really an important part of this puzzle mm-hmm. and then you choose how to handle that information what do you do with that you know yeah it's got that noir element you know mm-hmm. i think of old noirs and and detective movies and you know bogart philip marlowe and yeah. it's like they're damaged mm-hmm. people trying to solve a case to kind of just like not fix themselves but like fix you know there's always like in the film noir there's like a femme fatale so it's like maybe by fixing her like fixing myself yeah well and there's that's i mean out of the past is a i mean a very direct homage the title is just about it but uh that's a common thread through detective films is this shady hurt pain this trauma from the past and uh, sometimes it comes out of the past and tries to <laughs> influence your life. But yeah, I mean, even in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, his brother's dead, he's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. he's got all these vices. I mean, smoking, alcohol, self-abuse. <laughs> uh, so many detective movies start with this detective at rock bottom. Yeah. And uh, by solving the case, he they oftentimes, he, she, whoever, they oftentimes... Um, yeah, crawl out a little bit, just enough. Yeah, they never make it all the way. Yeah, <laughs> they crawl out just enough. That's why uh, you know we always uh, dunk on Gotham. We always make fun of Gotham, <laughs> but the way they've handled Jim Gordon's mm. character arc to me is legendary because he is an honest cop. He does start honest, but it's like how far does he get pushed yeah he gets pushed to the limit and does some terrible things sure jim gordon you know yeah like goes all the way to the dark side uh so it's pretty awesome wow to to just jim gordon yeah who knew gets his hands dirty whoa yeah is he like losing faith in the system he's got to do it do it himself well we'll talk about that in a minute dirty cops is coming up uh, but yeah, just as a whole, I think detectives are a really good narrative tool because some movies have an audience analog and it doesn't like Hellboy one, right. As an example of a not great audience analog where you just have the new guy for kind of no reason. And he's just kind of there to ask a bunch of questions so that we can have the answers to those questions. Detective stories have a unique, it's a unique situation because the detective is meant to be asking all these questions mm-hmm. and we discover things along with the detective and uh, I just I just think that detective narratives, just by their very nature, for that reason, are especially juicy and yeah, interactive. Man. That's so great. Filmmaking That's such experience. A good point. Yeah, I love that. Um, You're so right. Just like walking up to a crime scene, you know, point of view of the detective, mm-hmm. and then just like, all right, what do we got? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I love that. Well, I mean, that's, I that feeling. <laughs> that's something. Chinatown, I think, was one of the earlier ones, and I mean, c- certainly. Um, plenty of films have done this especially since but um they they had the camera by and large behind jack nicholson's character throughout most of the movie Mm -hmm. and it has this unique kind of flavor where we're discovering things oftentimes just just after he is (laughs) you know and it's it's a very cool filmic kind of thing to he sees a thing we see him see it and then we see it um and not in the sort of Hitchcock way where a lot of times Hitchcock, he sets it up where 
you see their face reacting to a thing and then it cuts to the thing and then it cuts to the reaction you know that's his yeah. style um uh, yeah this one is you're just along for the ride i uh um uh children of men uh mm-hmm. in right uh Kiran. oh Kiran, right i flipped him uh he does that i mean children of men is all about that kind of thing the mm-hmm. long takes discovering things along with the the protagonist i love it um Huber, what's your favorite detective film like the more we're talking about blade runner is just got such a sick vibe you know like deckard is so awesome yeah um well kind of yeah kind of <laughs> fascinating mm-hmm. character um yeah interesting i really like blade runner 2049 I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But if we're being real, you know, it's probably like <coughs> Batman Begins or yeah. Dark Knight or something. Sure. Hey, nothing um, wrong with that. Also, Zodiac. Yes, Zodiac's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's one of the several examples where the detective doesn't win. Yeah, <laughs> you and, don't find out anything. And I love when a detective teams up with someone, whether yeah. that person is a private eye mm-hmm. or just a, a citizen. You know, I I love. I lo- always love that. Is there dynamic. a reporter in that, or yeah, a reporter. Yeah, yep. I like th- I like a good detective, detective reporter, reporter yes. matchup. Sharp objects, for example, yeah. uh, because it's a funny dichotomy to me. Because the detective, their job is to discover the truth. Yes, but oftentimes that also, especially with police detectives, it also requires them not to sh- divulge information. Mm-hmm. Whereas the 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 journalist is just trying to find out everything and yeah. then get it out there. You know, not always, but yeah. Um, I have a I have a lengthy list of of thoughts from the patrons. Okay, uh, in the seven dollar and up film club tier. Let's hear it on their favorites, and I think Excellent. that all of these are very interesting points. So we'll just go down them, and okay. if 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 anything jumps out to you, please uh, just just pipe up. Uh, Tokyo Slim, we'll start off with you. Uh, just kind of a list here: Gone Baby Gone, Insomnia, The Seven Ups, Trance, In the Heat of the Night. Eight Million Ways to Die, Devil in a Blue Dress, Akira Kurosawa's High and Low, um, might qualify, uh, Basic Instinct, The Name of the Rose, and neo-noir horror detective movie Angel Heart, which someone else brought sounds up, and awesome. I had never heard of that. Never heard of it. I need to watch Angel Heart. It sounds rad. Sounds awesome. Apparently cool it has a crazy twist. Nice. Uh, Tokyo Swim also has a real soft spot for Rising Sun, which I've also not seen. Never seen Good it. Good picks. Yeah. Um, Mike Hook, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, for sure. Nice. I like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. I've seen the American one, mm-hmm. and I think most of the, like the first original Swedish. I saw the first two. I never saw Hornet's Nest. Yeah, I haven't seen the second or third of the originals. What do you think of this new one coming out? Someone asked us about that. It it was interesting because the first time I saw the trailer, I had just seen another trailer with that same woman in it, the mm-hmm. main actor. I don't remember her name right now. Um, we're having a bad memory episode yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> headache, I'm telling you. Yeah. But... Uh, Chat will let us know. Comments. I mean, it looks cool. I like her makeup in the beginning, the white kind of like... Sure. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I like I've got nothing. Movies. I got, ain't nothing got against it. Yeah. I've seen three Dragon Tattoo movies and they're all good. The, uh, the Fincher one, I mean, I like Fincher a lot, but the David Fincher one... Ha- Back me up on this. Yeah. In an upcoming episode of Easy Update... Yeah. For reasons that I won't mention right now, I said that Resident Evil 2 Remake will be cozy. Yeah, it will. 
You see, thank you. So cozy. They all thought I was insane. No way. They were like, what? That's not the... They were like, it's not cozy or good vibes at all. Oh, and I was like, the, what? It's going to be so... Like, the warm bosom of the raccoon police department. Yeah. Let me just... See, cozy up on in you there. and I, you and I, yeah. we rest our heads on on the on the welcoming bosom of terror. Yeah. Like a haunted <laughs> mansion is is cozy. Disney's haunted mansion, especially the, the ultimate. Did I ever tell you the time coziness? Did I ever tell you the time my dad and I were on it together at Disney World and it broke down and we were stuck in the room, so the diner, the 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 uh, din- dining room yeah. scene for like maybe thirty five minutes, <laughs> and it, I was. Thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Fred's gonna break down. That's the one. Oh baby, it was so good. Also, all the people in there are in groups of six, Whoa. so it's like six, 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 six. That's freaky. Except for the duel, there too, and like yeah. the the people that are like um, dancing, they're in groups of. They're in like three groups of three. Yeah, but anyway, that's freaky. Good stuff. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. Oh, Mike Hook was asking about the upcoming one. But yeah, uh, uh, Mike Hook brings up that unlike a conventional detective, Lisbeth Salander uh, dishes out some justice too. Yeah, she does of her own. Don't mess with her. Sort of. Uh, Don't very take much, her stuff. Uh, Jessica Jones vibes actually. Yes, kinda. Jessica Jones and Veronica Mars. Yeah, two of my we're gonna all time. We're gonna talk about Veronica yeah. in a minute. <laughs> I love Veronica Mars. Yes. Okay. Uh, Caesar Via says. Uh, as for a favorite detective film, the 80s Eddie Murphy classic Beverly Hills Cop. Yes! The antithesis of noir, yes. a very bright, as in well-lit, lots of light, even at night, comedy, where this low-life ex-con gets killed right in front of the door of his childhood buddy and partner in crime who turned his life around and became a cop, trying to figure out who and why killed his dear friend. Dude. Beverly Hills Cop. All of them are good. Yeah. So I think I've seen two more. Oh. That's the only one I remember. God. Classic theme. Ridiculously good. I want to watch all those right now. Let's do it. <laughs> Episode canceled. Let's go. <laughs> Matt Jura says a family favorite. Oh, I love this. This is this is good vibes. A family favorite movie that we watched hundreds of times growing up was Fletch, a nice. 1985 detective movie yeah. with Chevy Chase. Please see this movie if you haven't. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. About 30% of the things my family says at gatherings are Fletch references. The remaining 70% come from Arrested Development, Major Pain, and Princess Bride. My family, likewise, constantly quotes Princess Bride. Nice. Like, all the time. All the time. Uh, Ken Reels says, it's time for another out there pick from me, Automata, uh, which I've seen the uh, cover of and wanted to watch but haven't yet. So it's familiar. Yeah, uh, see if this jogs your memory. The elevator pitch is that Antonio Banderas is a robotic insurance investigator who stumbles on a few robots gaining sentience. Virtually, it's a, uh, visually, it's a stunning film. As a detective film, I equate it to the original Blade Runner. Not really a lot of detective stuff happening in the second half, but it's worth a watch. Cool. Sounds cool. I've been waiting to say this. We haven't uh, come across it yet. One of my favorites, Ian. One of your favorites. I mm. know it. Hmm. The Fugitive. Oh, baby. Dude, The Fugitive. Oh, baby. If also- there were ever a movie that holds up. Oh, God. The, the Fugitive, Fugitive is a timeless classic. Fugitive is very, very good. God. The the detective that is just trying to solve the case, mm-hmm. and he's got doubts. We're gonna, <laughs> he's got hunches. 
Instead of a quote challenge this time, I asked for uh, favorite detective one-liners oh, and God. zingers. The fugitive. Uh, uh, and people gave some pretty good ones, so I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Some of them are hard. I don't know, like half of them. But uh, the the best one from The Fugitive. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. It's so good. <laughs> Apparently, uh, oh. legendarily, that's a uh, an ad lib on the part of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. That's so he cool. He just said, I don't care. <laughs> a perfect line. Also, yeah. Oh God, I want to watch The Fugitive I right really now. Damn, watch it. it's so. I love The Fugitive. Good. Uh, Megan Linhart says, "Felidae, Felidae, is a German R-rated animated film about a wisecracking house cat named Francis who decides <laughs> to find who is responsible for the grisly murders of other cats in his neighborhood. He moves to by teaming up with a mangled, um, hot-headed." cat named Bluebeard. This movie is gory, has some strong language, sexual content, and consists of mature and realistic themes like animal experimentation, animal abuse, cults, and religion. The setting is very realistic. The noir are pretty realistic. The noir feel is just oozing out of this movie from the dimly lit rooms and hallways to the smooth soundtrack. The main cat, Francis, is a smart, serious, determined, (laughs) overall good-natured, and strong detective to root for. Nice. (laughs) Feliday. Hardcore R-rated cat detective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Armstrong says, My favorite film of 2017 is Blade Runner 2049, hands down. It's such an amazing story, world, and characters. I completely agree. The um, Gotta watch it again. Oh, seen, I, seen it I saw it like IMAX. three times in theaters. Everything about that movie I just loved. The, perfection. Uh, I really... The, the woman who does the, the memory artist, yeah. lady, her performance is so good. Yeah. Alan Canlake says, Bruce Willis' segment in Sin City is such a uh, fun noir adaptation of the source material. material. It's violent and dirty, leans into the genre so hard, the colorful style that comes out the other end of his monochrome adventure makes it an instant classic. Great call. Sin City 1. Very true. Sin City 1 was good. Legit. Sin City 2, not as good. Not good. good. I got bored and stopped watching. Yeah, not good. Uh, Ms. Razy says, while I love detective films, Memento and Seven were brilliant, two of my all-time favorites in the genre are actually TV shows, TV shows, Veronica Mars and Psych. They also really enjoyed the Cumberbatch, Free- Cumberbatch Freeman version of Sherlock. All of them feel diff- feature different elements that they enjoy, including its extraordinary levels of snark. And both shows take you on a journey watching the personal development of the detective as the case is being investigated. Ultimately, I think that the thing that really appeals to me, besides the mystery element, is seeing the interactions and teamworks between the detective and their partners. Mm -hmm. The partners serve as a kind of conscience for the detectives who tend to take immense and somewhat fatal risks. Oftentimes, this annoys or causes backlash for the partner, yet they always seem to stick around. It's kind of beautiful to watch. Broad church. Ugh. God. Dude, I watched the pilot of Broadchurch, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah. this is so intense. But I'm glad they brought that up, just about, you know, the the dynamic between the detectives. Yeah. And Veronica Mars legendary yeah, team-ups. Of course. And, um, yeah, that's just one of my favorite things to watch, you know, is these detectives thrown in these grisly distinct disturbing situations trying to crack these cases you know people dead and murdered and mutilated and then they have to like you know in Broadchurch, he's like he's got a daughter he's like yeah trying to look after his daughter and live live a life outside of 
this all-consuming work, you yeah. know? The, I love the moment in the pilot of Broadchurch when David Tennant is approaching the, the body of the little boy on the beach. And, like, I don't know the full backstory because I didn't watch the rest, but, like, he's out there because he, like, botched a case or something. I don't know, whatever. But uh, he just says to himself... As he's walking up to the body, he's just like, oh, God, don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like he, the way he says it's just like, whoa, dude. Um, Acrid says, just want to give a shout out to Narc, Ray Liotta. Have you seen Narc? No. I saw it in theaters, if I recall. I uh, remember liking, liking it. Oh, yeah? Ray Liotta uh, really sells it with his intensity in the first five-minute drive. Uh, die, oh, the first five minutes, dive head first with one of the most intense opening scenes I can remember. Narc. Project DAD says, I do say I also like Shutter Island as a detective story. Did not see it coming. Shutter Island's a very interesting film. Only saw it once. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a movie that I think takes, I, I, uh, giving the film the benefit of the doubt, I think, I think I've talked about this before. Yeah. Takes some risks film, filmically. Yeah. Because the first half, they're making some like glaring filmmaking mistakes. I know. I but I think they're making them again. intentionally to to cue you. Did you in, only see it once? To something not being right. Yeah. So I wonder if it's one of those things where if you watch it a second time, it's just like infinitely better. Oh yeah, because you know it's what. Yeah. Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering says the appeal of detective stories for me is you get main characters that are smart or clever, and you get a fun mystery that you follow along with the protagonist. I think this plays a part into why comic book space Batman is my favorite character. Hell yeah. Also, you get a lot of variety in the style of the detective. One of the most unique ones for me, what I loved watching as a kid, was Columbo. You're not the only one who loves Columbo. We'll hear more about Columbo. Going from scene to scene, Columbo would act like a bumbling fool, meanwhile roping the criminals around his finger when they never even realized it. That always was entertaining. I do like a good, like, comedic bumbling detective. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it's intentional or not. Roger Rabbit, dude. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Top uh, tier. Michelle Jackson brings up Law and Order and Pushing Daisies. Do you ever see Pushing Daisies? Never saw Pushing Daisies. I wonder if you would like it. I liked I like it. It was Order. cute. Did you ever watch Better Off Ted? No. Hmm. Do you watch The Good show? Place? Just finished season two today. An hour ago. Today? An hour ago. Nice. Was waiting a year for season two to be on Netflix. Oh, and it's finally on Netflix? Finally, like five days ago, they added it. What'd you Binged think? Without two. saying anything. Phenomenal. Didn't spoil. see any of the any of it coming. Yeah. It's you so think good. it's going it's so one good. way so many times? Yeah. <laughs> I uh the first episode I saw was yeah. one of the first episodes of season two that's all about the twist. Yeah. So I saw that before seeing any of the rest of it. So I was like so spoiled on the whole series. Uh but season three is in like a week and a half. Oh, it starts. Really? Yep. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Perfect timing. There's a lot of good stuff coming up next month that I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, Andreas Kother says, I think I said that right, says, I am a huge fan of classic Agatha Christie detective archetype like Poirot and Miss Marple. So am I. Listen to all those uh, books on audio, actual audio cassettes when I was a kid. That's we would cool. listen to those in the car. Uh, you're presented with a murder mystery and have a variety of suspects who all have motive and who, f- uh, who you find those out along with the detective. Check their abilities and guess yourself accordingly. Then, in the end, everybody is assembled and the detective goes through his theories and explains why most of the suspects are innocent and he reveals who committed the crime and why. Those movies usually are one-time viewing affairs because they lose a lot if you know the criminal, but I find them really engaging. 
When I was younger, those kinds of stories usually had me on the edge of my seat. Me too. Stephen Beaumont loves Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I, like I also Kiss really like. Also, the movie Clue. <laughs> sort of not really a detective movie. You love Clue. I love the movie Clue. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. I've Do you like Clues? Did you see the VHS version that has all the endings? Yeah. I think that's badass that they put out different endings to different theaters. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I had the VHS. All right. I still have that. I wonder if that's worth anything. <laughs> a VHS tape of Clue? Yeah. Uh, Seems like a let's, collector's let's, item. Let's guess how much it would be worth and then look it up. Probably like $55. I'm going to guess like $1.75. Okay. How do I look this up right now? Clue VHS. Clue, Clue VHS. Yep, and then just shopping. Oh, there's a VHS game of Clue? I think I had that one, maybe. This is all the mystery game. It's all coming okay. up mystery game. Just go to the shopping tab. Oh, here we go. eBay. All right, how much? Eight ninety nine. Damn it. Plus shipping. All right. <laughs> Not Ooh. bad. Congo is in the recommended. Congo. Under the- Congo. Graphic. Congo. Is Congo rated R? I think should so. be. Congo. When I was a kid, I I remember. It's uh, Congo's a bad movie, but Terrible, I remember. Uh, but awesome. I yeah, it's fantastic. I loved the tents that they had. Yeah. They like they just throw them up and they pop up, and then they had a little air conditioner that they hooked on. It's cozy. As a kid, I was like, ah, oh. that's cool. Okay, but now we've talked about favorite detective films. Yeah. But now we're going to talk about favorite detective. Okay. And I know yours is Batman. It's got to be Batman. Does and it count though? Stephen Beaumont thinks it does. They say Batman. Yeah, Scott Snyder and Jock's Detective Comics run was amazing for showing Batman as the master sleuth he is. Mm-hmm. Hoping for a de- real detective Batman film in the future. Me too. Also, Benedict Cumberbatch's turn as Sherlock is still so phenomenal to watch. The Reichenbach Fall is an amazing episode. True. Cesar Villa says their favorite uh, detective is Veronica Mars. Yeah. Uh, started the show. But she's got a movie too, so that counts. It's true. Yeah. And they're doing another one, I guess. They're doing another, another show. Yeah, it's coming back again. Wait, another show or another Yeah, another movie? show, apparently. Oh. Yo. Apparently. That's great. Yeah. Veronica Mars. Love Veronica. So intense. Love it. Logan Eccles. Logan Eccles. What a what a disaster <laughs> what, piece. What a name. Logan Yo, Eccles. The, when Logan Eccles calls Veronica in the cafeteria and she denies his phone call, and, and he just, like... Mm. <laughs> Gets me every time. Every time. <laughs> Tragic figure, Logan Eccles. Tragic figure. Uh, Tokyo Slim. Hi, there you are. Just thinking about this, and I feel like many times the best detective movies don't have good detectives. My favorite detectives are not incompetent, but often out of their depth mm-hmm. or being used as pawns by someone else who's orchestrating the plot from the shadows. Sherlock Holmes and the like are great detectives, but I just kind of prefer movies about the Jeffrey Lebowski's of the world. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. Yeah, you know what? Uh, who's Jeffrey Lebowski? From the Big Lebowski. The <laughs> of, dude. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just know him as the dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the dude. How or duder, call him if Jeff- you're not into Jeffrey the whole Lebowski. brevity thing. Uh, a few. Okay. I haven't seen it in so long. I think Maud calls him Jeffrey. Got it. Typically. All right. El Duderino. Yeah. Uh, yeah. El Duderino. If you're not into the whole... That movie I quote constantly. What about uh, Dirty Cop scene? That's coming up. You want to talk about it right now? 
I like Dirty Cops. How about Bad Lieutenant? Dirty Cop. The dirtiest. Dude. The dirtiest cop. Are we talking Nick Cage or Harvey Keitel? <laughs> Would you kindly brought up the original, but I've seen both, and my God. Yeah. <laughs> so dirty. Yeah. Is there a scene where he's just, like, doing lines of coke? Oh, multiple like, scenes. <laughs> Stealing drugs from someone and yeah. then forcing sexual favors to not <laughs> arrest them. It's just, like, that is an upsetting film. Yeah. Both of them. Taylor made for Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Perfect role. You've seen the original, right? The Harvey Keitel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Always loved the cover at Blockbuster Video. Mm-hmm. Just, like, pointing a magnum. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always caught my gaze. Yeah. Um, That's a lost art, I feel like. Or an art that we're going to lose. They're all just thumbnails now, but yeah. good VHS box cover. Totally. DVDs. Keitel, dude. Reservoir Dogs as well. That's yeah. Yeah, that one. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't particularly care for it that much, uh, Luke Cage. But there's a dirty cop on there, and mm. I think it's done really well. I love cops, dirty cops that plant evidence. Yeah, um, it's complicated, you know, because they're planting evidence one to like put someone away because they know they're guilty, and it's. You know they don't they don't trust the system to bring them down. Yeah, so they got to take matters into their own hands. Training Day, that's a dirty cop movie. Dude, yeah, yes. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember yeah. all the hot deets. But so he's pretty sketch in it. It's, yeah, you know Denzel's sketch. Denzel's right? sketch, and then it's purely for personal gain. Yeah, you know? and e- Ethan Hawke. Who's Ethan the Hawk. other guy? Yeah, it's Ethan Hawke's Training Day. Yeah. Man, I gotta pick Training Day up again. It's been a long Training time. Training Day's phenomenal. It holds up. I rewatched it like a year ago. It's still good. Yeah. What's the What's the quote he says? Like King Kong ain't got nothing, nothing on, on me. me. Yeah. yeah. It's like whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, it's hard to root for for dirty cops that are in it for like pure self gain. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the dirty cop that does it to put people away always fascinates me it's a it's an interesting moral dilemma right yeah because it's like you're a cop you're fighting this you're like you know it'd be like a doctor like right you know they bring it up in good place a doctor like killing someone to save others yeah like defying their hippocratic oath so it is it it, yeah it fascinates me whenever a cop does something dirty Uh, for the greater good yeah Tokyo Slim, I think, says something relevant to this. He says, a lot of times I feel like the gritty detectives have to have cynicism, misanthropy, or worried world weariness to them that can be explained by having to operate within or being a product or previous participant in a system of corruption or negligence. It allows, uh, it also works to show how determined or diligent our hero is despite his surroundings. Like the classic line at the end of Chinatown, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown, is an iconic line because it's emblematic of the defeatism and capitulation of moral imp- impotence that everyone else in the system has accepted this the routine of this world. Sort of like Ed Tom in No Country for Old Men as well, who's just like, all right, I'll be a part of this world, but then at the end, like, scrubs out kind of. But, like, do you think that's part of it with these dirty cops where they're planning evidence to make the sale because... They know the system doesn't work. The system has failed them, so they're so cynical they don't believe in the system that they're meant to uphold. Yep. It's very intense. I love it. Yeah. Like, uh, 
you know, going back to Gotham, dude, Jim Gordon. He's like <laughs> just this this pure soul that yeah. gets chewed up and spit out yeah. by a corrupt system. Because it, it's like it, it it it's like a broad question, right? The cops are losing faith. Why are they losing why are these dirty cops doing this? It's like, well, maybe the judges are sketch, you know. Right. Maybe the DA is sketch. Right. So Yeah, I mean uh I think Michelle Jackson or someone brings this up later too, but yeah, the ancillary players are a big part of it. The detectives, the the DAs, the lawyers. Mm-hmm. And like you see oftentimes a lot of especially police detectives, but private eyes too. I, I love a good private eye that used to be a cop. Yeah. And was like and was like drummed out. Yeah. You know, that's always a good motif because then they know the police and they're yeah. like on good terms but not <laughs> usually with the cops. Um But yeah, like uh, Dark Knight does that too, mm-hmm. right? Harvey Dent is trying to do well. Harvey Dent in general, it like starts off trying to do the right thing, and then yeah. the system, you know, just fails. Joker. Ugh. I'm Just sad kidding. about Heath Ledger. I know. Always. Um, did you watch Jessica Jones? Yeah, season one, not season, season one. two. Cool. I, I really like David Tennant, yeah. mostly because of my love of Doctor Who. Very excited for Doctor Who coming back in October yes. with the first ever female Doctor. Yeah. So thrilled, so bummed that I screwed up taking the picture that I could have got at, at Comic-Con with her. I pushed the button on my phone. Uh, it didn't work. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Michelle Jackson brings up that dirty cops are sometimes used as part of a redemption story or a way to humanize the darker sides of police work. I want to ask you a question, actually. Are there are there police stories that are the opposite of that? Detective stories where, where they... Uh, sort of do a Breaking Bad. Like you mentioned Jim Gordon yeah. falls from grace where he starts good and goes bad, but he's still trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Are there ever stories, detective stories where, I mean, I can't remember how bad Lieutenant ends. I think he's just bad throughout. But yeah. like, uh, are there stories where sort of like a Breaking Bad kind of vibe where they they go dark because they like it. They start good and then get a taste and then just keep going down because they like it. Does Point Break count? Ooh. Because he's, he's conflicted. He's conflicted. He's so he's conflicted. conflicted, dude. He's very conflicted, yes. <laughs> he likes it, He likes dude. it. He, he likes it. He loves it. Well, I think also... The rush. There are, there are a lot of... Now that you've mentioned that one, there are a lot of other like undercover stories, like The Departed yes. and stuff, where, yeah, you're never sure. You're like, oh, you're getting a taste of this, and you're not hating it. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, it's so depressing. The Departed? Just that that idea. Yeah. Just like that fall from grace. The Departed depresses me. Yeah. Donnie That's Brosco? Right. Is he a cop? Yeah, he's an undercover cop, right? Mm-hmm. Carlito's Way? Mm-hmm. Is he an undercover cop? I watched all these movies as like a 10-year-old. Yeah. And I like vaguely, yeah, I like vaguely remember all of those. Yeah. Like that, I, I was like weirdly into that kind of vibe. Yeah. Like watching Goodfellas and like gangster and cop films all the time. You know what we haven't brought up? Hmm. Dirty Harry. Oh yeah, I've never seen that one. Actually. Icon. Yeah. Dude, Dirty Harry. Oh, one of them. Maybe it's like Magnum Force. There's one where like the cop is disguised, or is he? Let me know. Comments. I forget if he's disguising himself as a cop or if he actually is, but he's like a. The, one of the villains is like a motorcycle cop and just like pulls people over and takes them out. Whoa. It's out of control. Jeez. It's up to Dirty Harry. Yeah. 
that just made me think that remember that Mad Max is a cop. <laughs> Used to That's be a cop. Right. I always forget that. Yeah, one of the last road warriors. Dirty Harry's rad. You know, because he's a he's a good cop. He's an honest cop, but he'll put you down. Yeah, you know. He's looking for a reason. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. It's so good. What about uh, what about what about the existentially defeated cop? Like, uh, would you kindly brings up Rust Cole from season one of True Dicks? Remember, remember Rust Cole. Remember when True Dicks was good? Oh yeah, that was a moment. Speaking of season tr- one, True Dicks. True Dicks, and I would even argue that True Dicks season one kind of like falters toward the end. But like, True Dicks season two. One of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's bad. Like it's bad. Like visceral Defend it. Horrible trash. Defend it. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I would love to hear Yeah, defend it. Because I'm like I was aghast. I watched yeah. the entirety of it. Yeah. I, I think it was just rushed. I don't know. It was. Season three though, the trailer looks, yeah, it looks good. cool. I I'm liked, in. I like Taylor Kitsch and uh season yeah. two of True Dicks. Yeah, he made it taller. I mean, for me. yeah, there were there were decent moments in season two. Um, what's her name? Uh, oh my god, whatever. Uh, the main lady detective, she was cool, but why, like, why can I not? We can't remember anything today. Right now, I think you've got a headache, and then I'm like the notebook, just like weird about yeah. It's Ryan Gosling and <laughs> oh my god, I'm googling it. The audience is just like, what the hell is happening? I am sorry. Please forgive me. I don't forget names. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Rachel McAdams. God. There we go. Yeah, I usually count on you for this stuff because I don't I don't exist as part of this God. world, you know? Um, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. I love Rachel McAdams. Sorry, Rachel. Back in the good cut. Co- good. Uh, Rachel! Back in the good detectives camp, though, uh, that's the ticket brings up Columbo. Again, jolly. Columbo sounds hilarious. Before my time, yeah. yeah. Before I definitely want to check out Columbo though, mm-hmm. uh, but it just sounds very funny. Um, let's talk about common cinematic tools that detective movies employ. We've talked about a few already. Chinatown with the over-the-shoulder stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Uh, a lot of like POVs and reaction shots. Mm-hmm. I think like oh. That's the name of the podcast. A lot of uh, POVs of the murderer just yeah. like watching the detective from the shadows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of POVs through a camera too. Yeah, you see a lot of like there goes that. A lot of like I love I love it. I love those shots in movies yeah. where it's just like you get the. Got Veronica Mars does that a lot. That's um, why I love Jessica Jones so much because it gives me Veronica Mars vibes. Like, it really did. Time. It, well, it's like it's like serious, sad. Er, Veronica Mars, because mm-hmm. Veronica Mars gets dark, very sometimes. Yeah, woof. Yeah, but other times, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, would you kindly listed a few other motifs that are common of uh, detective films? We've got someone is an alcoholic. Someone's an alcoholic. <laughs> the office is an important space. Uh, shadows, night plus ret- rain, wetty and wet grounds, wetty. Wetty grounds. Wetty grounds. No. <laughs> uh, light and reflections. Cigarettes. Alcohol. A shitty car. Smoking. Smoking women. <laughs> bathroom mirrors. Self reflections and bar fights. Dude, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, Tokyo Slim brings up two of my ultimate favorite kind of motifs in yeah. detective films that I know you're gonna love. Okay. Uh, they they titled them uh, "Introduced to the Killer." 
Yep. Often the person behind it all is someone you know, or the movie makes you think that you can trust them. The best uses of this are when the filmmakers know that you're expecting this, and it's a red herring. Yes. Double blind, triple blind. So great. Searching, dude. I need to see Twists. It. I need to see it. Um, a fake crime and a real crime. The mystery being solved isn't straightforward. The detective starts out investigating a kidnapping, missing person, or affair, but uncovers that it's actually a drug cartel, serial killer, or extortion plot. Chinatown is a huge example of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stealing the water. Like, what a bonkers, like, high-scale detective story that is. Yeah, he starts off investigating a missing person, like a murder, potentially, yeah. and discovers that, like, L.A. is stealing water. Right. <laughs> it's like buying up land to steal yeah. water. I mean, it's it's basically uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is like very similar. And Trying to build the big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Rango is like yeah. almost like directly just Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked about Dirty Cops. We're going to do Zingers um, in a minute. We kind of skipped over The Departed, one of my Let's go for it. time favorites. Uh, when, a, when a detective's undercover... And only like one person knows. Right. Scares the living hell out of me yeah. every single time. Yeah. I'm like, what if that person goes down? They're not going to know. How's he going to get out of this? Like, what's going to happen? You know, I love those stakes and that tension. What makes it even more intense, yeah, is is if no if if one person knows it, but also if they're on the knock list, yeah. non-official cover. Yep. Which means that the government, the police station, whoever will disavow any knowledge of your interaction. It's too high stakes. You know what show? You know what show has a person who's on a non-official cover? Patriot. 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 And you know what? Watch Patriot. I'm gonna Patriot finish Patriot on Amazon. I'm gonna finish Patriot by the end of the year. Start Patriot tonight. <laughs> I guarantee it. Huber, if you don't like Patriot, if you don't like Patriot, straight up, you can punch me in the face. <laughs> okay. I guarantee I'll like it. <laughs> you could punch me in the face. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, guarantee I'll like it. I want to talk about the reversed... Because you mentioned before, detective films have, oftentimes, one of the main tropes is a femme fatale. Mm-hmm. But, oftentimes, we are graced, blessed, with a female detective. Yes. We've talked about Veronica Mars, Jessica Jones. Um, is. I would also want to bring up uh fargo yeah again one of my uh margie one of my favorites Mm -hmm. also uh, a movie just like the movie psycho where i believe it's 30 minutes before the protagonist is introduced (laughs) 30 minutes into the film the protagonist in both psycho and fargo you don't see her uh for a very long time yeah um psycho is pretty intense psycho is so good. It's really intense. Also, holy shit, did I not it's mention so Rear Window? I did, you right? Did, you did. Okay, 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 okay. One of the all-time I would have, like, kicked myself Jimmy out of this Stewart. seat. Jimmy Stewart, dude. Rear Window is one of my favorite movies. Me too. Absolutely. I love Rear 100%. Window. 100%. Also, that's a great example of fish out of water, out of your element, uh, dealing with situations way beyond your control, mm-hmm. uh, and the amateur detective. Yeah. Like you're the dudes, Jeffrey Lebowski, you know. Um, love a good amateur detective. Yeah. Anyway, this episode's weird. It's fun. It's fun. I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. But we're just like... They're having fun. You're all you're all headached up. I'm just <sighs> I'm out of my mind anyway. They're having a blast. Uh, Tokyo you having a blast Slam. out there? Are you having a blast? They we'll are. have to wait for the comments. To see I didn't kill thing. my wife. 
I don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tokyo Slim talking about fe- female detectives, femme fatale detectives. Yeah. Tokyo Slim uh, liked Angelina Jolie and Taking Lives, which taking I believe lives. is that one of the um, the Spider trilogy or whatever the Bone Collector. Along came a spider. That's like part of that mm-hmm. mythos, right? I think so. I think maybe I'm crazy, but yeah. I think so. Along I haven't seen spider. Taking Lives. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Clarice Starling, of course. Science of the Lambs. Iconic. God tier. God tier. God tier. It's it's a criminal that we haven't brought her up already. She entered my brain like ten minutes ago and then fell out of there. All right. Well, then we we get it. We get it. Points for that. I then. was thinking about her. Uh, Murder Clarice. She Wrote. Not a movie, but a classic. Although that town seems like a horrible place to live. <laughs> Murder, she wrote, dude. My Angela Lansbury. My grandma loved it. Oh, yeah. Everybody's grandma loved it. Uh, Alan Canlick <laughs> uh, said Winter's Bone, which is so good, and I can't believe I forgot to put it in my initial list. Dude, I don't even rem- I don't remember the plot. I remember Jennifer Lawrence like feeding someone. Uh, yeah, she's looking for her daddy yeah, who's forget. gone missing. It's in meth country. Hmm. Just trying to figure it out. It's uh, it's that's an interesting movie because the first time I saw it, I really, really, really loved it. Second time I saw it, I I still liked it, but she's much more of a reactive protagonist than I th- remembered the first time seeing it through. Mm-hmm. Normally, what what I mean by that is, um, normally you want your protagonist and the characters to drive the story partially. Mm-hmm. In Winter's Bone, she's mostly reacting to everything happening. People are taking her places. She's doing that, but I mean, obviously, she does. She does a lot of stuff on her own recognizance. She goes and she pries into it, you know, and that's what starts the kind of dominoes to fall. But, um, yeah, I don't know. She was just a little more reactive than I would normally like uh, on a second viewing. But, I mean, it's still a phenomenal movie. And she's, I mean, it was her breakout role, if I'm correct. Like, she's so good in that. Uh, Michelle Jackson, she's a lieutenant, not a detective, and she's not really a femme fatale. But I think one of the best characters in a crime history is Anita Van Buren from Law & Order. She faces a lot of discrimination as a woman of color in the NYPD, but her intelligence and leadership always shone through. She was one of few characters you could always trust was looking out for justice without any political or personal ulterior motives. Type. Noise. Uh, I haven't seen Law & Order, so I I can't really... Ever? I mean, I've seen, like, yeah. I've seen way more SVU. Sure. A lot of SVU. I mean, I think you can't, like, walk through a building with a TV in it without having seen some (laughs) Law & Order... But uh, um, one of my favorite things about movies in general, uh, especially detective movies, is when they're sort of, like I said at the beginning of this, they're interactive. They're kind of like a puzzle in and of themselves. And detective movies are, uh, by their very nature, as I said, like very much like this. And I was wondering what movies are really like that. The ones that spring to mind that reward you for paying attention to details and you can piece the puzzle yourself together yourself. Searching is phenomenal for this. Um, the game, David Fincher. The game. Uh, I really like that. It's like sort of a detective thing. Um, he's reacting to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. too. But uh, would you kindly brought up uh, everything by David Lynch? Uh, once you puzzle together Mulholland Drive, it reads like an open book. Silencio. Silencio. Um, yeah, I know, it's just a fun little thought that I had. I yeah. like. I in college I uh, I wanted to write a film with a buddy of mine, um, and the idea was going to be. Eh, maybe someday I'll still do this, but the idea was going to be that you make a movie that is kind of like basically an ARG, like an alternative reality, alternate reality game, yeah. where the audience knows going in that the movie won't tell them the answer. 
Yeah. It's like a murder mystery or whatever. But they know coming in, because part of the ad campaign was, you know, you're the detective, whatever. But, like, the movie within it's within it contains all the clues that you need to solve it. Probably you'd have to watch it on subsequent viewings, or this would be out on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. But there would be, like, all kinds of things to decipher. And, like, I would want to do, like, crazy layers of stuff you could decipher. Like, play this song backwards and put it into a spectrogram, and it gives you an image. or Like, crazy stuff, too. But, like... I wonder if a movie's ever done that, like a theatrically released movie where it's like, yeah, if you pay attention and put all the clues together, even though the movie doesn't tell you who the killer is, you can figure... Like, Zodiac would be great for that if, like, if there were enough clues that the movie tells you who they think it is. Yeah. You know, and I think it kind of does, but it'd be interesting, an an interesting exercise. I don't know. Um, James Cameron do it. Yeah. Uh, A few other, like, cleanup topics that I asked... uh, the patrons, what what else would you like us to discuss? Uh, Tokyo Slim mentioned unreliable narrators, which is something that happens in detective stories. I love unre- unreliable narrators. Phenomenal. Yeah. Such a good Sometimes motif. it annoys me. Really? <laughs> I like it when... You lied to me. Yeah. Perfect Blue is a good example, though, because uh, it's, it's an unreliable narrator, but because she's kind of like going nuts halfway through it you know so she doesn't know what she, if what she's seeing is Got true it. that's better yeah yeah then they're then shutter just island lying to the audience yeah oh. shutter island has good unreliable narrator kind of stuff in it uh to some extent um inception has yeah um and it's kind of a detective sort of it's like a heist more yeah reverse heist yeah. which we talked about last month uh um, you know who we didn't talk about was john mcclain Oh, yeah. doesn't really detect. He kind of does, I guess. He's taking the names of the people. He figures out they're trying to rob it. He's, I mean, he's really just shooting first and asking questions later. Well, I don't know, because he's, <laughs> he's, he's in a situation. Yeah. You know? He's in a jackpot, as they say in No Country for Old Men. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess in Die Hard with a Vengeance. In, with a ven- I was just going to say, and with a Vengeance, yeah. you see him piecing it together a lot more, and he, like, figures it out. Yeah. He has the grace of being... Good grace of being trapped in the situation in the first one so he kind of has to mm-hmm. but he does put a lot of stuff together he figures it out the truth the you water know? jugs the water jugs <laughs> in vengeance man <laughs> that puzzle that's one of those riddles i like riddles but that's one of the riddles that i know the answer to and have done multiple times in various games or whatever yeah. and always forget yeah i can never remember what you're supposed to do yeah. you like fill one of them all the way and then you know that you have I don't know. Are there three it's jugs? Already, Whatever. It's already hurting my it's brain. It's already too much. Yeah, yeah, you've got a headache. Um, oh, I mentioned Michelle Jackson earlier. mentioned all the ancillary uh, people. Uh, Carl Williams. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we kind of talked about this, too. Um, films where the bad guy wins, where the detective doesn't uh, prevail. I mean, I think a lot of them are sort of like that. Like Chinatown, obviously. Uh, usual suspects. Usual suspects. Talking about problematic movies. The movie's not problematic, is I mean, it? The people involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of baggage now with usual suspects. Yeah, I can think of one for sure. Oh, and then yeah, the other guy. Oh, whatever. It's like three people on it. Really? Yeah. Ugh. As long as Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves doesn't go bad. Everything will be fine. Keanu Reeves, don't hurt me. Keanu Reeves, stay, stay beautiful. Stay and, pure. and Tom Hanks. Yeah, if we 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 just need the, they're like the thread that's holding this reality yeah. together is vis a vis like yeah. men. Uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. If I see him ever, 
Kiss, no questions. Kiss on the lips. No questions. Just a hug. Yeah. Immediate hug. And he'll be like, Bleh. <laughs> he'd probably. I don't know. If you if if you asked him for a hug, he'd yeah. probably give. Oh, he'd. Yeah. If you asked him, you gotta ask. Keanu, huge fan. I would love a hug. Yeah. Can also, I get a hug? like you seem like a very wonderful healing <laughs> person just to be around. Tragic life. He's had like hardships, man. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. We're at the end of the road here. Normally what we do at the end of the line is the quote challenge. Yeah. And if you think of some, hit me up. I already used but, it. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. best quote. Uh, but we have some submissions here for the zingers. Okay. Uh, I've got a few. I think some of these are really hard. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Slim says, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Big Lebowski. Yeah. The dude. Yep. <laughs> Uh, would you kindly says, I love Hitman. No matter what you do to him, you don't feel bad. The professional. No. Law and order. No. <laughs> Die, I give up. Uh, it's Marv from Sin City. Ah, that's a good one, dude. Uh, I love Marv. This one neither of us are going to get, but someone in the audience might. Uh, just one more thing. This is from That's the Ticket. That's Columbo, apparently. Oh, Columbo says that. Yeah, never would have gotten that. I don't know, Columbo. Uh, okay. Oh, is that when he's about to like get you? Yeah, yeah. He's probably just, just one like. More thing. Yeah, yeah. He's probably gotcha. like. He probably like makes you think that the bad guy got away with it, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, just one more thing." Yeah. Columbo. I love it. It's such a good like hook, line, and sinker. Uh, okay, so we've got two from from the same character from the same thing. Okay. This is submitted by Michelle Jackson. What precinct are you from? Sesame Street? <laughs> I don't know how this character talks, but... <laughs> um, and then another quote from the same person. Hope his parents weren't getting him any hats for Christmas. This is in response to seeing the decapitated body of a teenage boy. <laughs> Jesus. Good Lord. <laughs> I was going to say Roger Rabbit, but I no. guess not. I don't know. It's apparently Lenny Briscoe from Law & Order. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Michelle also submitted two other ones from another character that you said you didn't see this show. Um, but there's a detective in this show. Um, yeah. And I'll say him, I'll, I won't spoil it, but uh, uh, I could pay my bills with blind kids' smiles, but their money is a lot easier. <laughs> and then the, uh, another one that he says is The truth ain't like puppies. A bunch of them running around, you pick your favorite. One truth, and it has come a knocking. These are both from uh, Emerson Codd, who's the detective in Pushing Daisies. Nice. Okay. Uh, Pushing Daisies is interesting. I wonder if you'd like it. I believe it's by the Good Place person. Is I it? think. I think. Is it it's six feet somebody. under people? Huh? Six feet under people or no? Six feet under is very depressing. It's different? I think they're different. Oh, okay. The six feet under guy went on to make um, True Blood. True Blood. That's right. I think. Who did Pushing Daisies? Someone famous. I don't know, man. We've Googled too much during yeah, this we've episode. Too much. We're on our, we've hit our Google quota. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> that, that has been this month's episode of Reaction Shots. What about, uh, you know, I think of my one of my favorite game series, Yakuza, mm. and it's uh, there's this cop on there. Yeah. And he's got to team up with the Yakuza. Whoa. When cops team up with, yeah, you know, their to take targets. down a greater evil. I love that. Yeah, love that stuff. Can't. I'm trying to think of movie examples, but I can't. In the beginning, it's Batman, yeah. Gordon and Batman. You know, yeah, like 
everyone thinks Batman sketch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, Huber, mm-hmm. we are approaching quite possibly one of the better months of the year by the way of holidays. Month. The best month. And um, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to do something with horror yeah. for next month's episode. We've kind of done just a general horror episode before. What What do you want to talk about next I month for our episode? demand we talk about the new Halloween. Oh, sure. It comes out October 19th. Sure. So I don't know when... I'll be out of town. October will go up. Yeah. But we need to uh, discuss... Ooh, it'll be actually... Halloween. Most anticipated film. <laughs> Cannot wait. Um, Let me see. Can what day? Not wait. This will go up... Ooh, it'll go up on the 12th next mm. month. So we'll shoot it on the 10th. Yeah. So uh, we'll just have to do, you'll have to do the spoiler mode or something on Halloween. Yeah. We'll talk about the original. Okay. But what else? Uh, so as a theme, what what should we do? What do you think? I mean, it's Halloween month, dude. We should do slashers. Slashers. Okay. Halloween. Okay. I got all my marbles on this one, dude. Yeah. Like this. You'll drive the show next time. I'm ready. Your host. Dude, I'm ready for Halloween to be a, a classic. The new one. The new one. Yeah. I'm ready. My expectations are sky high. Yeah. Don't Good. let me down. Yeah. I really hope. I really hope. All right. So next month, we're going to talk about slasher films with your host, yeah. Michael Huber. It's going to be epic. It's going to be we're epic. talking about kill counts. Kill counts. Talking about gallons of blood. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I want you to actually have, like, stats on gallons of blood used okay. in a movie. Yeah. I think Sam Raimi has talked about that before. There's a... Or, like, they they okay. live or whatever. Anytime people compare who's, like, the best killer, the biggest killer, like, Jason versus Freddy versus yeah. Leatherface and stuff, kill counts are brought into the oh, equation. Yeah. Kill count. Their whole video's... Jason Voorhees' kill count is un- unmatched. Unrivaled. Is, is he the highest? Yes. Of the classic mo- beast oh, yeah. men? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why is he killing so many people? It's mommy disturbing. issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mommy issues. Doesn't like lakes. Yep. Um, all right. <laughs> That'll be fun. Join us next month on the 12th. It's always the s- second Friday of every month this show goes up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we will talk about getting slashed. Halloween is is the one. Yeah. Watch that one. Halloween the original. original. Yep. Yeah. To prepare for the new one. Yeah. To prepare for the episode. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. I like John Carpenter. I like John Carpenter. (laughs) (laughs) Scoring the new film. Yeah. Involved. A pro. Yeah. Seems like a nice dude. I don't know. Saw him live. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and watching with us this month. Check out patreon.com slash easy allies. Seven dollar and up patrons are involved in the conversation. That's where I draw these discussion topics, or I post a discussion topic, and then we all talk about it on Patreon, and we talk about it here on the show. Uh, you get the show early. Uh, this one, you get uh, the $7 one. You get it as soon as I'm done f- with it, and then it goes live on Fridays. Um, so usually you get it late Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Um, yeah. We love you. Yep. You keep us alive. Yep. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we'll see you next month with Slasher Films with your host, Michael Huber. It's going to be intense. All right. Good night.
and good movies. <laughs> Whatever. 